Hello, this is Get Up and Grow Girl, a podcast for ambitious go-getters who just want to be their best damn selves. We have all the tools and together we're going to learn how to use them because I'm going to speak to a variety of experts in fitness, business, mindset and more because successful people are made and not born. So get up and grow, girl. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Up and Grow Girl. It is November, um, which means that it is also Movember, which is a month dedicated to men um, and raising awareness of some of the issues facing men in the UK. And one of the things that really caught my interest and I thought is something that has to be spoken about is that the highest rates of suicide in the UK are from men. And the assumption behind Movember is that this is one of the contributing factors to this is that men perhaps find it more difficult to open up or maybe there is a bit of a stigma um, in asking for help and reaching out and uh, something that maybe men find more difficult than women. And I, I don't know um, if you would think this yourself, but I think that seems pretty obvious. I definitely notice a trend in the way I communicate with my friends and most people in my life very, very openly. I've always felt that I can just be as emotional as necessary because it's kind of acceptable um, socially to be very in touch with your emotions as a woman, but maybe less so as a guy. So I wanted to get my friend Dan on so that we could have a deep discussion about maybe why this is and go into some of the issues a bit further and just get a, get a guy's perspective. And I think it will be helpful, not just for guys to show that you can be a guy and you can open up, but equally for the female audience as well, because I know a lot of you are obviously female. This podcast is definitely more aimed towards women. But I think it's interesting as as a woman to get the perspective of a guy, especially on issues which maybe we don't often get to hear um, coming from coming directly from a guy. So I thought it would be a good way to bring light to these to these things and to just make it a little bit more normal, uh, normalize it in the spirit of Movember. So we go quite deep into a lot of um, touchy, maybe a bit sensitive topics, but I think that's exactly the point and that's exactly what I wanted. So let's get straight into it and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Hey Dan. So, you know, it's Movember. Yes, it is. Do you know what that is? Yeah, you, are you currently doing it? No. No. Okay, no I've, you... I've, already got, I've already got a moustache, so I'm kind of any longer in it. Yeah, well, look, and I think it's based around the ideas that men have the highest rate of suicide in this country. Okay. And then obviously yeah. there's other things and other um, illnesses related to specifically men. But um, that one particular issue I thought was interesting because they suggest that it's because men don't open up as much or there's okay. maybe a little bit of a stigma around men talking about feelings and issues and reaching out for help yeah. in comparison to women who probably do it quite openly with yeah. friends, uh, if we're talking stereotypically. So I thought that you and I could have a chat about something deep or about like these kind of issues and opening up and stuff. Okay. Um, and then encourage more 
men that they can do that too but also yeah. it might be interesting for women to hear these issues spoken about by a guy because it's quite rare okay so yeah. yeah sorry so maybe we can talk about like your opinion on that to start with just yeah. in terms of do you feel like you can open up or- yeah, I would say I've had uh, I've had my problems in the past. I kind of think I think with um, with men, it's it's that whole stigma around kind of the macho that macho alpha alphaism, is it? Or being an yeah. alpha, they they struggle to open up through fear of potentially judgment and kind of seen as being any something less of a man because they speak about feelings or they have feelings in general, and it's not seen as a done thing. Especially for me, playing sport and kind of being around sport most of my life kind of you won't go into the change rooms on a Saturday afternoon and kind of have a conversation about how you're feeling yeah there'd be a lot of testosterone flying around a lot of alpha want to be alphas and kind of the, the, the thought around talking feelings to even just close friends kind of it's not something growing up I did anyway I mean it's only as I've got a little bit old and I've got a little bit wiser that I've started to kind of understand that it's not a bad thing it's not a bad yeah. thing to open up and talk to your partner, significant other, or even find one person. I mean, in the in the trade that I'm in, kind of encouraging a lot of my guys to talk about feelings in the assessment room. It's it's a not it's a, it's a non-judgmental environment, and kind of I'd always actively encourage men to speak. Feelings are not. It doesn't make you any less of a man if you speak about feelings or you have feelings, because all of us do. But I think it's that whole stigma around kind of it. People men seeing themselves as a little less of a man if they if they open up or they show emotion. Which is not which is not right. Yeah. So do you think it's more that potentially lots of different men are all thinking that if they do voice something like that, other men are gonna judge them when in fact you're probably all thinking the same thing? Yeah, potentially. Maybe. Yeah, potentially. And I, I think I mean, you look at the stigma around it and I think it's just a case of kind of if one person speaks about it, it opens up a kind of world where everyone will be speaking about it. But it's gonna take that strong individual. I mean, I use the analogy and you've heard me use it before, but the whole sheep analogy kind of men don't do it because other men don't do it yeah kind of if we can book that trend and get more men talking about feelings and opening up a little bit more and saying what's actually on the mind as opposed to bottling the feelings up and keeping them deep inside them it's only going to lead to one a more fruitful conversation and the kind of association with mental health kind of you know well we both know as good as anyone kind of when you've got an idea floating about in your head or a worry in your head and it stays in there the best feeling in the world is being able to let go of it and yeah. <laughs> to, to progress as an individual, kind of, you've got to let these things out as opposed to keep them internally because they're just going to build up and snowball and then create a massively negative reaction. Yeah, so it's, it's I think that's of, a good point um, yeah. about um, growth and yeah. progressing forward because I know we spoke about this before that if there is something on your mind and you want to speak about it, we tend not to out of fear, even if it's not in a sense of just men, but women as well, or fear of what yeah. the what other people will think if we yeah. say what we're really feeling. And yeah. then that actually, yeah, one, it, it inhibits us. Yeah. But two, actually putting yourself out of your comfort zone and voicing it anyway, that's how you yeah. grow, isn't it? And doing that builds 100%. confidence yeah. in yourself and it's a positive feedback loop. You can't, again, you can't allow yourself to be swayed by opinions of others. And I think that's a big thing. People don't say things through fear of hurting or being judged or somebody having a negative view on it. But ultimately, it's just somebody's opinion. I always say to a lot of my guys, kind of, whether it's somebody likes you or doesn't like you, you shouldn't allow yourself to be swayed by either because it is just an opinion. And I think a lot of people, especially in this day and age, through fear of hurting somebody or fear of 
doing something wrong or somebody looking at it negatively, they just keep it bottled up and they're, they're too scared to be honest. Yeah. Ultimately, I, again, I try to do it with a lot of my clients, but I, I, I believe in just being honest because, and I've had it in, I've had it in time and time again with my clients. Being honest, it creates a negative reaction straight away, and they might not like what I'm saying, and they might become upset with me. And I've had guys that have stormed out the assessment room, but they've gone away. They've thought about what I've said and understand that I've actually got their best interests at heart, and they've actually dropped me a text that evening or an email to say, "Oh, Dan, I appreciate what you're trying to say." And so kind of, I think that that's a problem nowadays is people are a little bit, and I've definitely learned it recently about kind of being honest is important and saying what's on your mind to appease your mind of that stress is important as well. And if you don't, it just kind of, it just bottles up, bottles up, bottles up, and then ends up imploding and becoming something far greater than it should have been in the outset if you'd have just got it off your chest at the beginning. Yeah. And I think that ties in a lot to relationships, which is what we spoke about myself and Bernadette on the um, the segment. Yeah. If we assume that both men and women are listening to this. Yeah. Communication is probably the biggest thing. There's like a disconnect where both sides probably do want the same thing, if it sounds like, and yeah. are holding back issues or whatever. But it's just a, a sense of fear of, yeah. Yeah. Fear of opening up about what it is that you're feeling in case you get judged by the other party. Yeah. Yeah, very, very much so. Kind of in relation, in regards to relationships, kind of, I believe a lot of negative kind of instances and a lot of poor decision making der- derived from people's limiting self beliefs and how they feel about themselves. I've always said that I've been a product of it myself. The decisions that I've always made haven't always been ones that I've intentionally made, but they've they've been made because of how I feel about myself. Which, yeah. which which is a big thing and kind of a lot of days a lot of days people see the isolated incident as a kind of direct problem or they've done it something's happened because of a certain reason but rather than looking at that peel it back and understand why because a lot of we make a lot of I mean think if I speak generally about men we make rash decisions in the heat of the moment that kind yeah. of we live to regret through our own self-limiting beliefs and how we feel about our own negative behaviors and how we feel about ourselves I think speaking from a man's point of view, we don't set out to hurt people, but sometimes I know, I don't know whether you'll agree from a female standpoint, we do hurt people and we do create a negative situation with civic, with significant others, with friends, not because we feel any less about the person we're hurting, but also just because we have our own self-imposed limits, a belief, sorry, that kind of, we're not, we're not loved or somebody doesn't feel a certain way about us simply because kind of it's, it's our own problem, but we, how what the negative reaction that occurs from that is kind of it hurts both parties, which is not what we what you set out to do. Yeah. So as it goes back to my point about kind of the problem being a small thing about you, but kind of then it gets put onto somebody else, and then an action occurs, and then it just implodes, and it creates some it creates something far bigger and something far more hurtful than it was intended to. Yeah. So there's two things there because one, I think what you're saying is something relevant to everyone, which is that quite often actions that other people make are yeah. a projection of what they're feeling. Yes. So it, I think I've learned that, that it's, it's quite easy to take something that someone will do to you personally. Yes. And it was really hard maybe to separate yourself from whatever yeah. that may be, but more often than not. And I think if I understand you right, it's coming from that person's issue separate to you. Yes, 100%. 
it's it's not a direct reflection on the person that's been hurt a lot of the time. In my experience, a lot of the time it's down to the person that's doing the hurting that's a problem. And the person that's being hurt or the persons that are being hurt allow themselves to think it's something they've done wrong or something they haven't done right or or they're not good enough. But ultimately, that's not the case. Kind of, I always say kind of in a long relationship, kind of most most of what goes on in a long relationship, I've been an experience myself, it's not a lie. When you're with somebody a long period of time, it's speaking from experience, it's most 99% of it is not a lie, but a kind of negative action or kind of how things transpire and something that implodes, shall we say, kind of creates a huge snowball effect and kind of it makes it think that the whole situation wasn't what it was. When ultimately it was, it was just some, their limiting self-beliefs and how they felt about themselves, which allowed them allowed the actions and events to happen. Yeah, which regrettably create this negative stigma around the whole thing and around themselves, and they tend to the innocent parties tend to blame themselves when ultimately they've not fought for anything. So I guess what we're I'm going to be very on the point. Yeah. I guess we this is like in reference to things like infidelity and relationships and relationship breakdowns. Yeah, hundred hundred percent, hundred percent. And by no mean means do I condone kind of infidelity. So, but I'm, what am I, having gone through it myself and kind of understanding, kind of trying to look a bit, little bit deeper as to what the whys as opposed to just seeing it as an isolated incident. Kind yeah. of, I can start to understand negative behaviours and negative actions are down to the person that are actually doing them. Yeah. You, I mean, you see it all the time in, in I'm not even going to say the celebrity, in relationships with friends and family that look like they're rock solid that 99% of the time, these guys are absolutely perfect. And then a negative instance happens. And then all of a sudden they're divorced, split up. The kids are going to two different houses. But I always, the way I see it is 99% of the time when they seem happy, that's not a lie. People, people again, are rightly judged on one instance and one incident. But kind of, I'd look more at how they feel about themselves and their own limiting self-beliefs as to why it's happened and how they feel about themselves. Kind of them set out to hurt somebody or set out to create this negative action i think it comes it stems from kind of how people feel about themselves how they value themselves what they see when they look in the mirror and this is going a little more uh kind of psychology based but it's my belief that people don't intend to hurt people as when they do it just it just happens because of limiting self-belief obviously things that are going on internally from a thought process and it goes back to your original point about not speaking about what's on your mind and not speaking about what what you're worried about, what you're upset about, what you're scared about. I don't think it's a bad thing for either men or women. I think it's it's such a big tool that we have in relationships with somebody that we instantly click with is to be openly honest with them because it, it, will, it will hopefully start to stop all the infidelity and those kind of things that are happening in, in, in the country, in the world, whatever, kind of how you want to look at it. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, um, actually, was to to ask your opinion on how do we stop this or where, where are we going wrong? Cause I do think that we don't, people don't like to talk about these issues because it's yeah. touchy and it's a little bit uh, sensitive and probably mm. controversial, but I think it's like a two way communication mm. between any partners, men or women yeah. um, or, or otherwise. And, and it's more about understanding, like you said, there's a, there's a 
whole thought process behind everything and it's easy to look at difficult situations like I'm going through it myself with infidelity and then just put it aside and just think Mm. that's shit (laughs) but there's there's a lot that we can kind of learn from it which doesn't make it you know and it's not saying it's fine but it's more just like understanding the psychology and and not projecting it just on yourself it is yeah it's true it's not look it's again it's not looking at it as an isolated incident yeah it's a it's cause and reaction isn't it kind of yes, rather than exactly. looking at it as an isolated incident and this instance has created us to break up for instance your one instance of infidelity has caused us to break up is looking to everything that leads up to that what's going on in somebody's head and kind of how we feel about themselves and how they how their needs and their wants and i think a lot of, a lot of the time people try to find it in another pe- person and from a relationship standpoint what i've learned is you can't people can't save people yeah you've got to be looking you've got to be good enough and i'm 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 kind of i'm trying i understand that kind of looking at myself is the most important thing i'm getting better as an individual and, and me getting better for myself is the single most important thing that will lead to a more fruitful relationship yeah as opposed to me trying to find comfort or somebody trying to save me or me trying to think that a relationship's going to save me understand it will change your psyche for a certain point but it will eventually break down there's such a that's so funny you bring that up because I was literally thinking about that today in terms of I think for women as well from so coming from the opposite side sometimes and this is just my perspective but I know that some friends would probably associate with it as well and have said the same that it can be a bit of a, a knight in shining armor kind of narrative where we want as women sometimes we want to be saved like we want all the pain or whatever we've experienced to be saved by somebody else when in reality what I've learned is that nobody can fix you for you have to fix yourself yeah on both sides so men and women I think it's not the sense it's not the idea that you just get into a relationship and everything is fixed I think you have to do your own individual work 100 100 percent people don't spend enough time on themselves Kind of in this day and age, kind of, we go to work, we've got a significant other, we've got children, we've got friends, and we kind of, how many people nowadays spend a lot of time on their own? I mean, you speak to a lot of people and they prefer to be on their own, but ultimately, this day and age, you don't spend a lot of time on your own, but self-development is a thing that I'm, I'm got a passion for and I'm constantly researching because it's so important, kind of, because it's only going to lead to more fruitful relationships as a spouse, as a parent, as a a son, a daughter, a grandchild, kind of being able to self-assess and kind of know where your mind's at. And then, again, going back to your original point, being being open to speaking to your nearest and dearest about it. It's so important because uh, from a, I speak from a man's point of view, I think uh, we have a history of being easily flattered because we're so, got such a negative self-image and how we foresee or perceive ourselves. A, a little bit of flattering kind of we put in somebody's hands that seems to be the way of the world with men kind of that's not I'm not I'm speaking about myself and every other man out there kind of not everyone and so I don't like to kind of stereotype every man but kind of you can see the correlation between kind of thought and action yeah and kind of it goes back to my original point of cause and reaction the actual thing isn't what you should be looking at yes it's what we judged on and it's kind of ultimately how relationships end and those kind of things. But it's looking at the cause before that. And by no means am I blaming the other party. What I'm doing is I'm, a, a, I'm taking the blame away from the other party because it's not the person that you're cheating on. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. I mean, a lot of people like to say, oh, it's because 
you did this or you didn't do this, but ultimately you've got to look at yourself. Yeah. And and self-exploration, understanding the whys that cause this to happen is, is a big thing. And kind of, um, I mean, I've grown up my grandma and granddad to give you a little bit of background and they've been married for 63 years now. 63 years wow. they've been married. So kind of back in their day, yes, there was infidelity about, yes, there was cheating, but they understand that they didn't have the internet, they didn't have phones, they didn't have Facebook, social media where they could be easily flattered. Mm. Any problems they had, they had to converse. They had to speak. Yeah. And that's the only way they could converse. They couldn't have a phone call argument and put the phone down on each other. They had to converse. And I think as, again, the way the world is at the minute, we're going far away from that and kind of there's so much more temptation out there. Yeah. But I think because of how we allow ourselves to be judged and what society tells us what we should look like or what sex should be like, kind of, I know it's quite a crass subject, but I like things like pornography and stuff like that, it's kind of, it's glamorized now and kind of people have this perception of what uh, marital sex should be like, but it's not like that. That's not real life. Yeah. And the rise of kind of this kind of thing is it's creating a negative for relationships, which is a sad state of affairs. But ultimately, going back and looking at the sole reason of why these instances happen, i.e. not talking, not being open and honest, not saying things when you think it and letting it dwell and turn into arguments that didn't have to happen and actions that didn't have to happen if you'd have just conversed from the, from the very get-go. Yeah, and that leads me on to something which I think is a nice way to wrap it up. Because... All of this stuff is so true, what you say about social media and about, um, yeah, things like pornography and, and everything that is facing us in society and making it perhaps more difficult to have functional relationships. It, yeah. it can feel like a very negative space. Sometimes I find it quite depressing when we have these type of conversations. But I think there is a positive that we can take 100%. away. And that somebody told me today that we live in a, we all live in our own sort of sphere yeah. um, where we have... A, one actual sphere around us which is everything in within our control we then have a sphere of influence outside of that where we can influence what's happening and then yeah. finally we have an external circle where we don't have control over those things things yeah. external to us and i would say that that's where the social media and the all yeah. these all these 100%. things lie but we do have that internal sphere of control and then influence so yeah we are going to be faced with these issues, but I would say that communication and choosing to, like you say about your grandparents, choosing to have the difficult conversations and to yeah. open up um, men and women, not to be afraid of what the other person's going to think yeah. and harboring yeah. that and that builds resentment, but instead just forcing ourselves into maybe a place that is a little bit uncomfortable at first. Yeah. A hundred percent. Kind of, I totally agree with that analogy of a Spears. I to a lot of my clients kind of, from a food and training perspective, control what's in your control. Yeah. I always say that kind of in relationships to food and the food, if they're going out with uh, spouses or partners, it's still in your control. But if they go to a party where there's a finger buffet, it's a little bit more out of the control, but they can control certain aspects of it, but not all of it. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. So from a mindset point of view, kind of, yes, I totally agree with that. But kind of understanding yourself, again, to add to what you've said, I wouldn't disagree with any of it, but to add to what you've said is kind of, being forthright and looking at self-exploration, looking at your perception. It's a big thing in how people perceive themselves is usually their own limitation, what leads to their own limitation. But there's there's so many kind of things to do out there that kind of can put a positive spin on this. By no means has this this talk been negative. 
it's just getting back to old things that worked well, conversing and not being afraid to kind of be honest and speak about the almost to what are seen as taboo subjects. Speak about feelings. And if you if you love somebody, tell them. Kind of show them. Kind of it's, it's, It doesn't make you any less of a person if you show them. If anything, it shows more humility. It kind of, it kind of shows you for the real person you are. I mean, we all have this hardened shell that we kind of like to be this standoffish, big, baddish person, but ultimately it's what lies underneath and people will accept you and appreciate more if you open up and trust me speaking from experience you'll feel better when you do start to open up and with yourself and that's the most important thing is being honest with yourself as opposed to telling yourself everything's okay i think the whole mental health phrase that's been coined recently is kind of it's okay not to be okay yeah i think that's amazing it's so true asking for help speaking to your nearest and dearest about any that's on your mind if you feel unloved or you feel not worthy, understand the reason why. Kind of, and you're only going to get that by talking to the most important person, your personal persons in your life. Kind of, you you find it very hard to answer it yourself if you're in that negative frame of mind. Yeah, I think that's a really nice place yeah. to finish. And hopefully, yeah. this episode is almost like a little reminder to both sides yeah. um, that usually we, we do want the same thing don't we we all just want to yeah. be open and everyone's scared of everyone else to be happy. yeah what does everybody want everybody wants to be happy everybody wants to live a happy fruitful life whether their top values is money whether their top values is family their top value is work kind of but everyone wants to be happy doing it the common denominator in all that is happiness yeah and i think yeah. uh, happiness only stems from honest uh, being open with kind of what you're thinking and feeling. Definitely. So. What a nice place to finish. Perfect. Would you mind just telling everyone where they can find you in terms of like maybe social media or any digital? Yeah, uh, uh, social media. My Instagram handle is Dan Smith underscore Coach. Uh, Facebook's Facebook's just Dan Smith Physique Coach, and then I've got my own website at dansmithcoach.com, which is currently under construction, but should be available to see to view pretty soon. So, yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, perfect. Dan. No problem. Always good to speak to you, Lily. Have a great day. You too.